Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talking about chicken a la king Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh Real potatoes and vegetables With roasted garlic and basil Zucchini ziti Granola fruit bar Look at all this beautiful food Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan Where I interview amazing people with amazing minds But all I care about is what is in their fridge my guest today, an Emmy and Webby award-winning actress and comedian with over a million followers on her social media. I'm ah, I'm fuming with envy. She's <laughs> appeared in over 40 films and TV shows, including Grey's Anatomy, The Office, Fresh Off the Boat, The Mindy Project, and more. She's the co-host of the Brooker Family Pop cast, along with the rest of her entertainment-obsessed family. Please welcome Heather Brooker. Hello. Hi. So excited to deep dive into some food with you today. I mean, it's the most fun thing to deep dive into. It really is. Well, I'm I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get right into your fridge. You guys can see Heather's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. You can see I didn't know if you wanted me in the photo of the fridge, if you had any preference. So I was like, you know what? As the self-absorbed person that I am, I'm just going to put myself in this photo. I, you know, I think you're the first person to have actually put Stop. yourself in the picture of the Don't fridge. Don't say that, really. Oh yes. my god, this is how what? much of an egomaniac, a narcissist you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> what a narcissist! I was because it's like, um, oh, you want to picture my fridge? Oh, I'm, clearly you want me in it too. So that's that's the thought process that went through my mind. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, listen, I'm into it. It looks like you, you're like really presenting the fridge. You've got your. Like you're Vanna Whiting, the fridge. I totally Vanna Whited it for you. I was like, and this is it. See <laughs> it in all its glory. It's the sad, it's a very sad looking fridge, I feel like. Here's the thing. It's a nice fridge. You got one of these, the double French door mm-hmm. fridge, which is, that's, you know, it's kind of how you know you made it. Yes. You got the double doors. And this was a recent addition to our house. We used to have, are you ready? Mm. The white refrigerator. <gasps> yes. We had the white refrigerator um, and it was just your standard, you know, $300 from Home Depot refrigerator. And only during the pandemic did we save up enough money to invest and get one that actually has like a water dispenser and like a lot more storage. Uh, So we're we're moving up in the world. Yeah, water dispenser on a fridge is like that's some one percenter shit right there. The, I like the only thing that could make it even better is if it also um, had the ice maker next to the water dispenser. Mm, whoa! That's like, You're not Jeff Bezos, okay? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just aiming high. I'm aiming high. Um, okay, cool. So let's get into the fridge. Beautiful fridge. Um, although I will say, you do something that a lot of lot of people do uh, okay. when they come on the show is that. What I imagine is you were like, I got to take a picture of my fridge. And you were like, oh, shit, I don't have that much stuff in my fridge. So let me just parse it, put it on different shelves for the fuck of it. But we know goddamn well that all of this stuff on the three shelves here, this is one shelf's worth of food. Listen, can I tell you something? Full disclosure, 
my husband had just gone to the grocery store. This is all our post grocery store food (laughs) and how he put it in the fridge. And I literally, I took it to heart when you were like, don't rearrange anything. This is literally how he put it in the fridge. So it looks very stagey. It also looks like I turned around some of the brands. So you can't see the brand name. That was not intentional. That's literally how it looks. This was a post grocery store run. Like our, our refrigerator is constantly anemic. You know, we, yeah. we never have enough food in there to make it look like, oh, we're constantly cooking or whatever. We eat out a lot. So a lot of our stuff is just random meals. And I mean, you uh, have kid. How many kids do you have? I have one. You have a kid. So child, child protective services. <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> Raid this house. Yes. Um, it's okay. pretty and bad, isn't it? It's pretty no, bad. No, it's not that bad. It's just, you know, you know what it is? I think I think that we're so used to people shoving so much stuff into their fridges, mm-hmm. which inevitably I'm guilty of that too. And then I end up throwing out a lot of stuff that yes. goes bad in my fridge. And that's what we truthfully like try to avoid. We only buy the things that we need to make the meals for the week that we know we're going to eat. So we do... Like every time, every week, it's the same conversation with my husband at the grocery store. What are we making for dinners this week? How many times do we know we have to eat out versus how many times we know we're going to, you know, cook something at home. And then we just buy what we need for those meals. So if we're going to eat at home only three nights a week, then we know we're going to just need three protein items or whatever. And then we'll put in a few lunch things and that's it. That's all we buy. I don't think I've. Is that antiquated? Does no one do that? No, I don't think it's. I don't. I. It's so calculated. It's so mm-hmm. like almost serial killer <laughs> specificity. I mean, I'm. I'm the opposite. I'm just like. Sh- I'm, I'm. I shoot from the hip when I go to the supermarket. I've got no plan <laughs> whatsoever. You're like <laughs> that looks good. Oh. I will get like ten <laughs> bags of groceries and then forget that. Oh shit! I'm going on tour tomorrow for <laughs> four <Yes>. weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, we very much like plan it out and like okay, we're gonna. We know we need to have like three meals, three three meats, or three proteins, or whatever, and some veg. No, I didn't open up my freezer, which is that bottom drawer, and I and I should have done that because there's a lot more stuff stuffed mm-hmm. in there. So this is just the refrigerator part, but there's definitely a lot of frozen. Um, items as well that are in there, but it's, it is a calculated thing. Cause I don't, I hate wasting food. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's not like, um, a political thing or any, I wish it was more like, de- I wish it was deeper than that, but I just hate wasting food. Cause I don't want to waste money. You know, yeah. I'm always telling my husband, like, don't buy it. Don't buy a new bag of the everything, but the bagel crackers. Cause we still have half a bag. Let, let's finish that one first and yeah. then get a new bag. But he wants to, not be with not run out so he wants to have the constant stream i understand um, <laughs> so we well, try to look, compromise i like it okay so let's start um at the top here you got your two stacks of eggs mm-hmm. you've got your what is this over here these are onions those are chopped onions for some reason i have no idea why we have those wait you guys buy pre-chopped onions yes it's just r- absurd oh i'm not God, like you i said are I'm- rich you're so rich <laughs> Just oozing with money. We don't even need knives for chopping. Who's got time for it? We're too busy hustling. Coming for Bezos. (laughs) 
Wait, does it stay good? The the chocolate? No. I would think that they oxidize no. pretty quickly. They do. Yeah. Within days, they're out. Listen, everything from Trader Joe's is dead, oh. worthless within days. By the time you get to your house, it's gone. <laughs> and that's why everybody is there all the freaking time because their food is going bad in their fridge. So they have to constantly be running back. It's a pretty good business model if you think about it. I don't know how they do it because at the Trader Joe's, the food all looks very healthy. Um, it, I think it is. It's because it's so fresh. That's how they're selling it to us. It's so fresh that if you don't eat it on the way home, <laughs> it will be spoiled and absolutely worthless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's how fresh works, Mr. Trader Joe's. But yeah. uh, we're on to your scam. I'll we're tell on you that. To something. I mean, those cucumbers have a shelf life of zero yes. uh, minutes. Like they they're. <laughs> But but when I when I got them at the at Trader Joe's, they were beautiful and pristine mm-hmm. and pretty. I don't know. Um, okay, you got some turkey here. That's chicken. Chicken. I think okay. it's chicken. Yeah. And then. Uh, and speaking of cucumbers, so this is a new thing that I got. I've never gotten this before. It's in front of our old pickle jar, but mm. that is um, little tiny mini cucumbers that they have at Trader Joe's. Okay. And um, they're like, just like maybe two or three inches um insert any jokes there that you want but they're only they're only like which two is th- which is plenty of length it is plenty everyone knows that's everyone all the knows. cucumbers we it's need not what you it's what you do with the cucumber it's not how big it's not how big it is you know, exactly do you put it in a salad do you put it- <laughs> um there are many options there's many many uh varieties yes. so um they're just like little bite-sized like snackable cucumbers and i was like what a great idea and i actually got them to put in my daughter's lunch mm. um to try to get her to eat more vegetables and um it did not work i ended up eating them because she didn't want she was like these are gross but i thought they were really good so I love the Trader Joe's kind of genetic uh, when they just they they take the genetics of a fruit yes. or a vegetable. They go wild. They're like, uh, this is a papaya that tastes like a pickle. And you're like, OK, like I'm <laughs> I into it. I'll I don't know. That. I did it, but I'm 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 with you. No, the where I think they jumped the shark was the cotton candy grape. Oh, grapes. yes. We got some of those <laughs> and they are. <laughs> they're wild like it really tastes like cotton candy it's a grape that tastes like cotton and our candy. daughter who we thought who loves cotton candy she's 10 and we thought oh this will be perfect for her because it's like kid you know sweet like when we'll get a vegetable or get some fruit in her she was like these are so sweet they're so <laughs> gross and i was like my 10 year old won't eat them like trader joe's what trader are you doing <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was a wild one. Um, Stop playing God, Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to us? Second row. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got more Trader Joe's stuff. I, I recognize yes, the packaging. You recognize the packaging. Lo- too many tomatoes. We a just lot of tomatoes, little... different yeah. size tomatoes. This is their this, I believe, is the their little heirloom tomato variety pack. Yes. Yes. Yes, which... that's absolutely it. It's very, it's very fun. Also, throw the word heirloom in front of everything, and I'm in. All about it. We, I love tomatoes. Those big tomatoes, though, I'll eat those like an apple. Like I'll take really? them, I'll bite into them. Yeah, and I put wow. like a little salt on them. That's my country side. Like I'm from Oklahoma originally. I don't know if other, I'm sure other people do that, but like we sprinkle a little salt on it, and I'll just eat them like apples. Is this a thing that Oklahomians do? I mean, it's a thing my family did and I started doing. I'm I'm sure other people do it. That feels like a real southern thing to do. Be like, well, grab your tomato, sprinkle some salt on it. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all my southern listeners for that 
cartoonish accent of what you all sound like. That's what my mom sounds like. Grab your maters. Grab your maters, baby. (laughs) No, I could totally see that being a Southern thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like I could see, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pickled tomatoes. There's Mm -hmm. fried green tomatoes. And tomatoes and salt, why not? That sounds like a fun... It's actually really good. Just a little bit of salt on it. It's very savory and it's like somewhat healthy, you know? You're just eating eating a tomato. You're just eating a tomato. What's uh, these three... There's three very... Those jars? Yeah, there's three jars that are all the same but have different colors on the inside. Suspicious jars. So those... That is a salsa variety pack from Baja Fresh. Um, They... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they sent me this in the mail. Um, we worked, I worked with Baja fresh on some like, um, content collaborations and campaigns before. And they sent me these for Cinco de Mayo, along with a bunch of chips and some like, um, really cool, uh, Cinco de Mayo swag. Like one of them was a burrito holder and it looks like a thermos and you put your burrito in it. So it's like, if you can't finish your burrito, your burrito is so big, you put it in the burrito thermos and then put the lid on it and it keeps your burrito upright. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> Baja Fresh. I wish I had it. I don't know where it is. I would show it to you, but. Um, I mean, could you imagine if you like go to work and the person next to you is what opening what you think is like a coffee thermos? Yeah, it's just that's a bur- exactly it's what yesterday's like. burrito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I I was like, who's doing this? Who can't finish there? How big is your damn burrito (laughs) that you have to be like, whoa, this is a three-parter. Let me just put that. Look, I get it. Because if you go to, you get that Chipotle burrito, they stuff so much in that poor tortilla that it's like, if I were, if I were doing the Heather Brooker kind of restaurant menu planning, the supermarket planning, (laughs) I'd be like, well, we are getting one chipotle burrito on monday so that'll feed the whole family until there you saturday go. <laughs> we'll snack on that all week so it's a good thing i've got this thermos for my burrito wait that's pretty cool influencer status that people are sending you stuff to yeah to, I, I you know the i i'm i'm so dumb with that because i'm addicted to influencing heather i'm oh. addicted Same. And I have a little bit of a platform in the food space. You do. And these yeah. fuckers send me so much stuff. And you're an author. Like, that's I, amazing. Uh, I am an auteur. I'm an auteur. Uh, undercooked on the shelves right now. Yay. But I feel like I'm not. And it's funny because I'm a you, pretty. Where do you want to be? Like, what is your status? Like, where do you want to be? Do you want to be a food place, a food place influencer in the food space? Here's what here's the problem, Heather. I feel like I'm a pretty savvy businessman as as you know, I I, I do what I need to do to make that money. Yeah. But for some reason, when I'm sent free stuff, I'm always like, oh, yeah, no need to pay me. Uh, LaCroix, let me just fucking post some of your stuff. Because well, you just gave you right me now, LaCroix free... will not pay you. Because <laughs> you, you just gave me 99 cents worth of soda. <laughs> I don't know. I got to figure out a way to get money from these people because they all you send have to me all ask. this stuff. Can I give you a hot tip? You have to ask. Mm. This is something people ask me all the time. Like, how do I get into this space? How do I get started to this? You you just have to ask. It, it's really that simple sometimes. Like, hey, do you guys do partnerships? Do you do collaborations mm-hmm. with influencers or you know content creators? I'd love to work with you. It's literally that simple. Anyone can um, at least start you could try i mean the worst things they're gonna the worst thing they're gonna say is like no we don't really do that or we don't have a budget or whatever um 
And then you're just, you're, it's no different than when you were before. Yeah. But you have to just ask if there's like a, like in your ideal situation, do you want like food related things sent to you? Or do you want to be the one that goes to like a restaurant and is like, oh, Dan's here. And then the waters part and like they usher you to your table and, you know, place napkins on your lap. Like what kind of a influencer do you want to be in this space? I want both of those things. I want to walk into a restaurant with a product in hand. Yes. No, I don't I don't want to do the restaurant thing. You know why? Because here's the thing. I have a bunch of friends who are who have millions of followers and they do all the restaurant stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've gone out to eat with them and it's kind of miserable. It's obnoxious, isn't it? They're just trying to get they have to get the right content the whole time. And yeah. it takes going to restaurants for me is the most enjoyable thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to I don't want to ruin that experience. However, products at home, yo, I will set up cameras. I will set up lighting. I don't give a fuck. I will make whatever. I will make that salsa trio look amazing. <laughs> you know what you need? You need a, a fridge deal. You need a, a GE. You need a Maytag. You need um, one of yeah. these folks to send you like a big fancy fridge. Because then every time I, you're talking yeah. about fridges. Uh, it's a, such a big part of your show. Get some appliances too, but for sure, like just ask. I, I, you know, I always tell people you never get anything unless you ask. You're never going to get any help. You're never going to get a leg up unless you was to ask some people. Hey, can you can you help me out? I'd love to work yeah. with you or whatever. Um, and that's Heather's old sage <laughs> advice. That's Heather's TED talk. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, Heather, what? Okay, so now I now I suspiciously think everything here is is being. You sponsored. should because there's more in there. I, <laughs> I want you to look and see what you think might also be part of an influencer uh, campaign. Okay. okay, I definitely think whatever the hell is in here. Yes, um, in your <laughs> in your crisper, there's like thirty bags of. <laughs> It's like those things that kids uh, they don't they don't use forks and spoons anymore. Everything is in a bag with and they pouch. just squeeze a pouch and they just squeeze it in their mouths. So that is um, a collaboration I did with a company called Once Upon a Once Upon a Farm, and it is co- um, Jennifer Garner founded this company. Okay, and we love partnering with them. They have and um, these oh, she's working, she's working. Here goes pouches. Heather. Here goes okay, Heather. Listen, guys, here's the pitch. <laughs> no, they have these veggie pouches um, that are cold pressed, and they're for adults or kids. They're they're I think initially were marketed to kids, but then they realized like, oh, these are just fruits and veggies. Adults can eat them too. They can be snacks on the go and, you know, that sort of thing. And um, so we just recently did a partnership with them and they were so kind and they sent us a bunch of their new flavors and it has a lot of like greens in it. Um, The angle of where they're laying in my refrigerator (laughs) makes it look like they're all like green and brown, but they're not. They're like blueberries and um, strawberries and and stuff like that so they're really good i recommend I like we, lo- we love once upon a farm we love once upon a farm and now Hashtag i'm jumping it. in on that i will i will contact them after this you should it. you absolutely I should love once upon a farm and i also <laughs> love money <laughs> um in the door here uh yeah, you have what is, I always forget what Best Foods is. Is that that's like Target's brand? It's Who's, like Ralph's. I it's think. Ralph's. Is it Ralph's? Ralph's? Oh God, I don't know. I just realized I'm looking at this. I'm like, we have a shit ton of condiments. For yeah. s- compared to the food, l- the, the amount of food we have, we have that's okay. Way more condiments, but I think Best Foods might be Ralph's. Yeah, Best Foods olive oil mayonnaise dressing, mm-hmm. um, next to your maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Fun. 
and then on the right side here, you have like a little museum of water. Yeah. Uh, where you have a liquid death. Um, you have a aquafina. <laughs> you have a, and then you have a crystal geyser in the back there. Yes, there's uh, there's two liquid deaths there. Also, another like collaboration. They sent us um, uh, some liquid. <laughs> some liquid. You know what's funny though is I I had uh, Martin Reese, who's a water sommelier, on my podcast, Ooh. and he is on a crusade against what he calls filtered tap water. Is he the you... one that I've seen on TikTok going around telling you at the grocery store, drink this, don't drink this. This is worth your money. This isn't. Is he Same like guy? a? Is he like a very like bombastic German man who's like yes. this vodka is the one you want to have? Yes, yeah. that's yeah, that guy. That that's him. <laughs> so he he's on a crusade against what he calls filtered tap water. Uh-huh. Um, so he would ding you for the for Aquafina the for yeah. the smart water down there. Yes, he doesn't like smart water. He likes spring water that comes from a spring. And funny enough, Liquid Death is a good water that comes that's an actual spring water from like austria or something we we love we actually really do like it she's selling again she's selling again (laughs) look out folks here we go mama's gotta make some money that's uh really that's why i uh wanted to come on your show is so i could promote my promote my shit um but we did an event here in southern california it's called the great big family play day and my family and i hosted the main stage entertainment for the event and liquid death was there and we kept like going up and like chatting with them and getting their water and basically just like stocked up on their water. And this was someone's leftover and I can't throw away water bottles that have like a little bit of water in it. It just feels so wasteful. And Mm -hmm. so that's why there's so, there's so many, I'm just not realizing like, Oh my God, there's also, there's so many different varieties of water bottle I have in here just because I don't want to get rid of them. There's so much half-drunk water in this yes, fridge. It's weird. I don't know how long. There's fungus on the top of these bottle caps. <laughs> for sure. You could see there's one that's got like condensation. It's been in there for so long. Yeah, exactly. It has like the 1980s logo from Aquafina. Does um, everyone, when they talk to you, are they like, crap, I need to clean my fridge after they talk to you? Like, I'm literally going to go get it. There's a, there's a fair amount of fridge shaming uh, that goes on here. Um, but I mean, your, your fridge isn't that bad. It's not, I've seen way worse. Trust. It's not like it's dirty. There's just a lot of stuff in there that I think doesn't need to be there. Like I've got that old, I've got like old cold and flu medicine up there. Cold and flu. Season. It doesn't, it's, it's a good fridge, but it doesn't have a really cohesive thread. It's no, like, it doesn't. it's like when you watch someone stand up act and their jokes are funny, but mm-hmm. none of them really work together. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? You know, it's funny because I took a class once. I'm one of those comedians that will admit that I took a class. Um, No shame if anybody has wants to take a class or learn more about the structure of comedy and joke writing and all that. But I took a class and I'm a big believer in the storytelling kind of threat. Like you said, like a thread, like a through line. There has to be some kind of connection with you, what you're with your set. And um, the teacher was like, Oh, absolutely not. Like in conversation, there isn't a a thread or a through line. You literally just jump from one topic to the next and there's no like segue or continuing. And I'm like, I've thought about that ever since thinking that's not really true. Like when we're having a conversation, like we do like naturally sort of move from one topic to the next, but it's not just like if we were talking and all of a sudden I was like, so I went to Six Flags yesterday. You'd be like, what? Yeah. You don't need to hit the transition on the nose, but you know. Yeah, there's definitely a through line. And so you're right. And my refrigerator needs to have more of a 
a theme, maybe. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the thing that really breaks all themes, which I'm very excited to talk about, Uh-oh. is the Walgreens brand, <laughs> uh, what's it called? NyQuil. Yes. Day, Dayquil. That is uh, next to the French onion dip <laughs> and the mustard. First of all, am I supposed to put my Dayquil in the fridge? I don't I don't think, I mean, maybe. I think it says refrigerate after opening. Yeah. So really? that's why I put it in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm I, pretty sure it does because otherwise then it's, it just stays fresher longer. And we don't get sick very often. So I'm 100% positive that this has been in there for probably like a year. <laughs> so, and I'm like... I don't want to throw it away, but I'm sure that it's at this point just gelatinous orange goo. I feel like I wouldn't want to have this in my fridge because I'd constantly be looking at it and be like, oh, no, the cold medicine is going to go bad. I, I better get sick soon. like <laughs> So I can use it. <laughs> I'm just not going to wear a sweater today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let people cough on me. Yeah, no, we definitely have that. I have it at the ready, like just in case. But I don't know that I would use it because honestly, every time... I, I keep it, but every time we get sick, I make my husband go to the store and get us a new bottle anyway. So there really is no point in keeping it once we're all well. And it's a huge bottle too. You're not like an Instacart family. You're not a, you no. you, you send him out. Poor guy is sick. And you're like, you get out and go to the store. You <laughs> <Yes>. get. <laughs> well, if he is the one that's sick, then I send my child. No. Right. Um. <laughs> you get on that scooter. Just go. You Don't talk to any strangers. <laughs> Don't be kidnapped. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, we're not really an Instacart family. Like we tried it during the pandemic because it seemed like that was, you know, during the heart of the pandemic and that seemed like what everyone was doing, but we had so much stuff that was stolen from us that from our, from our carts, like the people just kept, and then there was no way to get it back or, and sometimes we never got refunded. Like people were, wait, keeping, what do you mean? People things? Oh, things the, got like the, in the shoppers front. would keep it. The shoppers would keep it or not deliver the full order and they would just drop off the bag and go. And then we have no way to like, you know, get a hold of them or get our stuff back. Like I'll be texting like, Hey, you forgot, you know, like if I ordered something, I'll never forget. I ordered um, something from target. It was a big order and it was, um, we had decided my husband and I were like, let's get healthy during the pandemic. Like a lot of people tried to oh, do so we i went the other way around i was like let's get alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> so we were like let's make smoothies and we didn't have a blender so i went and we got like spinach and all this fresh fruit and i ordered one i got their blender and you know i ordered all this stuff and um it wasn't a huge order but it was a decent size order and they just dropped off like the bag of veggies and fruit and kept the blender and like I think there was a yoga mat and stuff too. Oh like, my God. <laughs> kept everything else. And I was like, what in the nut? Come on. All right. Well, look, I think we are ready to uh, get out of this fridge. Is there anything that I haven't pointed out to that they're paying you to, uh, to mention that I haven't? Um, uh... <laughs> no, let me see. What other, uh, what other collaborations? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> we love a spin drift moment, but also like, I do want to point out the lactose free um, milk. Shout out to my fellow uh, lactose intolerant friends. It's important. You can still drink milk. Wow, that's how you're. That's how you're gonna get out of here on like a serious <laughs> note about lactose intolerance. <laughs> you too can avoid the milk toots. Um, just go for that lactose free, everybody. <laughs> Kroger brand. I love that. It's like either someone is 
you know, shelling out the big bucks for Heather and like you're getting a name brand thing or you're going fucking Kroger brand milk, Walgreens brand (laughs) (laughs) Theraflu or whatever. I'm like, listen, I'm a broke actor, comedian person. uh, So any chance I get to save a little bit of money, um, I'm totally going to take it. I love it. So, I looked up NyQuil's website, and guess what? Not only are you not supposed to put NyQuil in the fridge, but it actually diminishes the effect of the drug. Okay, I know this is not a typical commercial break fun fact. Just some good old public shaming. Sorry, Heather. All right, well, I'm going to uh, get into the questions that I ask every uh, guest on the podcast, starting with, what is your earliest food memory? I love this question so much because um, mine is a is a memory. It's not necessarily a food memory, but it is a memory that involves food, if that makes okay. any sense. So I remember when I was about five years old, um, I had uh, my birthday party at McDonald's. And McDonald's, certain McDonald's like around the country, they don't really have them out here in Southern California, but they used to have the playground like, like a, tr- no, it was a train. Oh, it was a train. They had, they had the playgrounds, but I'm so old. <laughs> they had um, the trains and it was a train that was out in the front of the McDonald's. It was a little red caboose. Coal fired. There was coal. Out. It was yes. a coal train. <laughs> You could rent it out for birthday parties. Wow. And I remember um, everybody got their own little like um, happy meals, little cheeseburgers and French fries. And my mom um, had a friend who was a baker and she made these what I call doll cakes. And they were basically the tops of Barbie dolls, but their bottom was like cake and it was all in frosting, like fancy dresses. So like princess cakes. Um, and then, they, but they were dolls. Does that make ah, any sense? Okay. They're, I know it sounds very strange, but they were so pretty. And so just like, I will never forget that. And all of my friends, we all got our own little doll cake. Um, and then like with hamburger, happy meal, like it was just like the most special. And I, I will never forget that. Like that was a really sweet birthday memory for sure. I will give you so much props if that memory isn't true at all, but McDonald's was just paying you to mention their name on my podcast. <laughs> I'd like to thank McDonald's, who is truly the memory maker uh, for many families around the country. Uh, right. What is what is your death row meal? So let's think of a reason you're on death row. Um, so... It's probably going to be something corporate. Like I'm not a violent, crimey person, but I am shady as hell. I'm a Scorpio. So if it's anything, it's going to be something like fraud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was going for something fun about, you know, you know, like uh, maybe uh, you wanted to do a collab with a company and it didn't work out. So you went to the, you know, you went to NyQuil, you want to do a collaboration. They didn't pay you. And so you killed them. No, you're like, no, I commit fraud. And that's what they're going to catch me on. It's going to be like tax evasion. But then I'm like, they don't put people. I just realized they probably don't put people on death row for those kinds of crimes. You know, who knows? Maybe you move to Saudi Arabia and you well, evade maybe. taxes there. I'm sure there's death row for, yeah. <laughs> for tax evasion. Yeah. And- being a woman with 
thoughts and opinions. That's what I'm on death row for. First of all, you are guilty of being a woman. And second of all, you are evading taxes as a woman, which is impressive, but still you are a woman. And now you die. <laughs> and now you die. What is your death row meal? Okay. I also really love this question. Um, and this was probably the like easiest, que- this is the easiest question to think about. All right. I want a ribeye steak, medium rare. Mm-hmm. I want a loaded baked potato with cheese, sour cream, butter, all of it, cream corn, cream spinach, and a Caesar salad um, just to balance everything out. The old classic steakhouse dinner. That is actually yes. the most requested death I'm row sure. meal. Yeah. I'm sure. There's just something that's comforting about it. But also, if you get a good steak, it can be life-changing. I'm with you. Is the best steak for you at a steakhouse or in your home? Steakhouse. For sure. There's a great steakhouse here in Glendale called Damon's Steakhouse. Have you ever been to Damon's? No, I don't know Damon's. So Damon's is like this, uh, it's a tiki bar themed steakhouse. And you go in and it's not at all like what you would think of as a steakhouse. um, But they've got like the the cheesy like lays everywhere. um, Oh my God. Tiki theme inside of it. They serve their drinks are the Chi Chi. That's their signature drink. And you get it with like their um, blackened ribeye and they have a housemade salad that would literally make you like weep. It's so good. I love it. I'm looking at the interior. It's very kitschy. It's very kitschy. Yeah. And it's been here forever. It's a Glendale staple. It's been here forever. God damn it. Now I see why people hire you uh, to promote (laughs) stuff because you're so good at just like, I can't tell. I'm like, she she sounds very passionate about everything. Legally, I have to say hashtag ad if I'm getting paid. (laughs) Hashtag ad and then you'll know. (laughs) um what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had okay so this one was a lot of fun actually um all right so i love a good dinner experience Mm -hmm. um so i love something that has like a little dinner and a show so i would say um anywhere that has a hibachi bar there is also a place here in glendale uh called mori tepon and it is a hibachi bar and it's where they make the, um, you know, they make the food in front of you. They, t- they like light the onions on fire and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love Mori Tepon. It's kind of, it's like a Benihana, but it's definitely a smaller, you know, uh, it's not a chain. Um, and then Got also it. shout out to the green room in Burbank. Have you ever been to the green room? I have not. <gasps> Dan, you have to go. If you're a food, if you love food and you love anything like sort of experiential about food, you have to check out the green room in Burbank. Really? So Tell they, I'm looking have, at Mori Tepon, which looks amazing, by the yes, way. Yes, definitely go there. And if you come to Glendale, like let's, let's meet up and let's go out and, um, uh, we can go to green room or Mori Tepon or Damon's, whatever. I'm down for all of it. But oh my green- God. What the hell is the green room? See, I know. I was like, you have to check the, this out. These so, views are unreal. Amazing. So it's up in the hills of Burbank and they have, it's right next to the castaway, which also has incredible food, but it overlooks like all of the Valley. And the green room is like this, um, speakeasy hidden bar that's that's inside of uh the castaway and all of their food has like a uh and drinks have like a themed element to them so like we got this um steak tartare cigars Mm -hmm. and they they come out in this light fluffy um like wrap with steak tartare and they're served they're made to look like cigars and they're served with like a hollandaise sauce that you dip it into um 
I mean, the food is just incredible. It has wonderful theming. And, um, so as terms of like high end, like experiential dining, which is what I love to do. Yeah. Cause I always feel like kind of let down when you go to a really nice restaurant and you drop like hundreds of dollars on a meal and you're like, that was fine. Right. You know, that's like, that's okay. I want to have like an experience with it. I mean, the green room looks like I'm getting in my car after this podcast. You have to go. Yes. It looks amazing. Uh, What's the best low-end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco, that type of thing. So I don't know if some people consider um, it to be low-end or not, but I love Olive Garden. So I have to give a shout-out to Olive Garden. That could also be high-end for some people. (laughs) But... There is Wait, a place, and that's not a hashtag ad. You are just off not, the. This is this is from the heart. This is from the heart. I do love Olive Garden. I really do. I wish Olive Garden would sponsor me. I've been throwing myself at Olive Garden for years, and they're like, "Ma'am, we don't want it. Give it to somebody else. We are not buying what you're selling." And I'm like, "I will pay you to let me," but they're not interested. Um, oh and God. I have to talk about um, Kura Sushi. Have you ever been to Kura Sushi? The Wait, revolving sushi yes, bar? Yes. <gasps> so good. Kura's great. There's one downtown. There's one in Westwood. Uh, and there's I, one in ch- Glendale. Oh. Yeah. It is a fun little chain. I mean, I do love a revolving, put anything on a revolving belt and I will go nuts for it. Yes. I don't care what it is. So for sure, Kura Sushi, and that's another one of those sort of experiential, but it's like, we don't feel like we're breaking the bank every time we go there. I mean, the plates are like $3 each for a couple pieces of sushi. You could easily eat there um, on the cheap. That's a good so, one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what is your, are you a boozer? Do you drink or you don't drink? Um, I do. I do. I don't. Um, I'm slowly getting into cocktails. Like for a long time, I was just a wine lady and mm-hmm. a beer lady. But now in my old age, I'm realizing I can't do the beer like I used to be able to. Like, because I'll have like one beer and be like, oh, I just want to lay yeah. in my couch all day. So I'm trying to get into cocktails to get a little more kick. Um it's funny. I'm the other way around. I feel like I can't do any hard stuff anymore. And oh. now I'm just a wino. Like, oh, you just love the wine. I just love the wine. Um, okay. So what is your favorite drunk food? Um, charcuterie. Anything with charcuterie. Whoa. Give, yes. Give me a meat and cheese platter. And I'm just like, num, 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 num. And it what like. A f- fun drunk food. I never even thought about charcuterie as being a drunk food. I love it. Yes. Anytime, like I will always have for the most part, like some kind of meat and cheese uh, situation in my fridge so that if I'm drinking wine, like if I'm having a bottle of wine to myself, um, then I can just go in there, cut up some cheese, a little meat, and I'm like in heaven. I guess if you think about it, charcuterie boards are made for wine drinking. So they absolutely it's probably, are. It's probably the, the OG drunk food. Yeah. They go hand in hand so perfectly. Yeah. Okay. It's the next day. You're a little hungover. What's your hangover cure? For sure. Some kind of crispy bacon Mm. and like some pancakes. So a little salty sweet, some like big, like fluffy pancakes with a nice sweets, like syrup all over it. And then I got to have the salty with like a crispy bacon. Okay. Kind of boring. I know. But like for me, that's, I'm very rarely hungover. Um, Yeah. But you also like, when people get way too creative with their hangover food, I'm like, yeah, do you really do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, really? You you need your chive chiffonade on top of a breakfast burrito. <laughs> no liar. one's doing that. No one's I doing get that. up and I'm like, can we please just make some bacon <laughs> or just go somewhere that has pancakes because I don't make pancakes. Yeah. Um, I have a pancake mix thing in my mm-hmm. cupboard that has Is it not the one where used. you shake? You add water to it and shake it up? Um, it's a Trader Joe's one. It's It's... 
No, it's just like a powder that you oh, pour out of the box. It's probably since like it's like from the Carter administration. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly very, what you're talking about. <laughs> have not used it in God knows how long. <laughs> um, it's like the only way that's going to be used is if like somehow we end up in like The Last of Us and it's just an apocalypse and like that's the last <laughs> that's thing. That's the last yeah. thing you have left. <laughs> oh my God, I knew this would come in handy. Um, <laughs> do you have an apocalypse food episode where you should be, where do you have anything where you're like, what is your apocalypse food? No. Like, what, what is the one, what is going to be your stash for the end of days? I feel like it's going to be canned beans for everyone. Isn't that yeah. like what we or all soups. have? I've got some soups in there that are good till 2025, <laughs> which I'm sure will be delicious. <laughs> uh, um, who is your favorite celebrity food personality? Um, this was, uh, seemed to be kind of obvious, and I'm sure a lot of people say this, but I love Gordon Ramsay. He's my uh-huh. first one that came to mind. I love that he's always seem to be authentically himself in every single iteration and show. He's just he authentically an asshole. Yes. He is just like, everyone's a donkey, you know, nobody else can cook but him. And he's sort of, you know, talk about a through line, like that's his. Um, and then recently I have to give a shout out to um, Chris Bianco. Mm. Um, he has uh, Bianco's pizzeria in a row DTLA and my husband saw him, um, we saw a special about how he's changing the face of the pizza world, which who knew that you could even do that, but he's a legendary like pizza maker and, um, it's super hard to get into his restaurant. So we went down for lunch one day and thought we would just, you know, get in that way. And we did, and we got to meet him. He was there and he was so nice and the pizza was excellent. So, um, I got to give him a shout out. Yeah, he's he's a very nice dude. And I remember when his restaurant opened up the first one in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when articles were coming out, they're like, the best pizza in America is in best Phoenix, pizza. Arizona. I was like, yeah. what are you, as a New Yorker, I was like, what is everyone talking about? What are you even about? talking about? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> have you been does, there yet? Have you tried it? I have. It? I've been what a couple times. I mean, I love it. I've had it in Phoenix. I've had it in, in LA. It's It's fantastic. The cool thing that he's doing in LA, which I don't think he does in Phoenix, is during the day, his afternoon pizza... He does. He also does New York slices. So yes, it's cooked at a yeah. lower temperature, so it gets a nice little crispiness to it. And uh, man, it's some of the best pizza in LA. That's what I, I had. That's what I had. Is I had the New York Sicilian slice. Oh, oh my baby. god, it so was good. so good. Hold on, I gotta drink this Coke really quick and Go mention ahead. that Coke is life changing. <laughs> As in, it will give you diabetes. It'll change As your in, life. You'll get the diabetes. <laughs> um, but also, hashtag ad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag worst dad ever. Um, <laughs> what is your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. Uh, there's one food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You will not get tired of it. What is that food? And is it that is it that sweet little can that you just brought up to your lips? It's soda. It's Coke soda. Um, <laughs> honestly, it has to probably be pizza. Yeah. Like, um, like there, there isn't any day where I'm going to turn down pizza because you can have, it's got cheese, it's got veggies, it's got bread. Like it's got, it's just the perfect desert Island food. And I'm sure other people have said that too, but I'm just like, it's a good go-to with a little bit of everything. I think that's mine too. I yeah. Pizza is just, I can have it for breakfast. I can have it for dinner. I can have it whenever. Yeah. My husband always says even bad pizza is still pizza it's still good yeah yeah uh, we love a pizza moment um it's uh it's wow there's a the so if we have chris bianco and pizza mm-hmm. i'm smelling a hashtag <laughs> <laughs> just listen this whole podcast is gonna be be paid 
I know it's gonna be like the that movie thing. Memento. I'm just gonna like go back and be like, wait a second. Wait a second, was that enough? <laughs> when she talked about her husband, was he paying her? <laughs> what about her daughter? She mentioned her name twice. Her daughter's an ad. Oh my God. Um, is there it's a food that you? <laughs> oh, here's the negative ad question. Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Yes. So this was super easy, and this is gonna this is gonna ruffle a lot of feathers. This might be somewhat controversial, but Let's I. Go can't stand chickpeas and kidney beans i want to be nowhere near them if somebody puts them on my salad i'm gonna riot um, can i tell you the funniest thing ever those this are your is favorite foods 100 true <laughs> my lunch that i made myself right before we started because i'm i'm going away on thursday for a while so i'm just like going through my fridge whatever i have i made myself a uh i had some corn tortillas so i made some tacos uh, on the bottom is a schmear of homemade hummus, which is chickpeas. Yes. On top of that is fresh kidney beans that I made <laughs> myself. That I was like, I got to get rid of these. You and made then, like, kidney beans? Oh, wait. <laughs> I, <laughs> and then like a handful of arugula and some hot sauce. But oh, I basically had a taco of your nightmare <laughs> foods all in one. <laughs> so listen, I have to clarify, and this is going to sound insane. I like hummus. I just don't like chickpeas that are not in hummus form. They feel very like chalky to me. Listen, and when people put you, them on a salad, I, it makes me angry. We're no in the chickpea as a devotee of chickpeas. <laughs> you need to accept them all. It's like you know, it's you either like love the, the chickpea or you don't. It's the Holy Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can't say I just like the Father. I don't <laughs> want the Son of the Holy Spirit. Okay, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, then I guess all chickpeas for life. I just cannot. I cannot. And kidney beans to me, it's. I think it's a textural thing. They both feel very like chalky and yeah. like chunk. Like I don't know. I don't know. I get I mean. it. Fleshy. I get it. Feels like I'm eating flesh. Is what. It <laughs> Fleshy. Or um, also, um, honorary mention to liver and onions. Uh, oh really? Southern things. Like when I was growing up, my family would make liver and onions a lot, and I wanted to hurl. Mm. Even now, I have a very like visceral reaction to that kind of a meal. So I would never, never eat liver and onions again or um, chickpeas and kidney beans. Okay. Wow. It's Those are like three of my favorite things, by the way. Liver and onions? Stop. Love. Love. <gasps> no. Love. Get some uh. liver and onions, throw some chickpeas in there, and then Ugh. sprinkle some grated kidney <laughs> beans on top. Oh, my God. This is my nightmare. My nightmare <laughs> meal. Oh, my God. Dan, I uh, hope we can still be friends after this. <laughs> probably not. I'm just Unless... not ever letting you um, pick the food when we go out to eat. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So we are we're at the last question. Which okay, th- this went by very fast, which is a good sign. It means that we had a very fun episode. But what is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? So I think if I'm if I'm dining at the restaurant, my pet peeve is when I'm finished the meal and I've been waiting forever for the check. It's like, mm. we've had great service. This happened. This seems to happen to me a lot. Great service. Great service. Everything comes out on time. We're ready to go. And then we wait for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And it's like, what? I just, we're ready to go. Like we're done with this chapter. Um, so that's a pet peeve. And then as a person who has worked in food service before my pet peeve is, and also as a mom who goes to restaurants, when People don't clean up after themselves a little bit. Like if they let their kids make a huge mess and like there's stuff all over the floor or they needed 9,000 napkins and they just sort of like just make yeah. a mess. Like there's no there's no need to 
to do that and not like try to pick up after yourself a little bit. Right. I get that. Um, the old pre-clean, you got to do a little pre-clean. Yeah. And I also have this habit of like stacking dishes on top of each other. Um, so when the, the server comes up, they can just easily go, Oh, you're all done. Boop. And they don't have to stack in front of me. Um, oh my God. Now you're, now you're trying too hard. You're like, I also have this thing where I will walk <laughs> the server to their car at the end I, of the night <laughs> to make sure they're safe. I help them count their tips to make sure that they were properly compensated. Um, absolutely. You know, but it's I'm a with weird you. habit. I, I'm with you on the first one with the with the check coming late or general service timing is always a thing, which is why I constantly say it. You've heard it before. I propose the Korean restaurant model. You know how when you go to a Korean restaurant, they have the little bell on the table that you can just like press the bell and someone comes? I've uh. never seen that. It's the best thing ever because they don't come and bother you unless you want them to come and bother you. And oh. so you're just like, I'm ready to order. Ding. And then they come, take your order. Food comes. But how do it. they know which table is ringing their bell? Because they, it has like, you know, it's not like a you press it and it goes to like some sort of whatever. Oh. There's like a computer. It's not like a not like a, a desk clerk. Bing, bing, bing. Because <laughs> no. I'm sitting there thinking all all evening long, you're just saying ding, ding, ding. Like, <laughs> how do you know which table is ringing their bell? Yeah, that also to... feels very demeaning. Sir, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sir, we're ready for our water. You know, I get it. There is something demeaning. I don't know if it's demeaning, though, because it's like, it also, it takes the guesswork out of it, anything. And sure. then you also don't have to do the whole, like, excuse me, like you're, yeah, sorry, excuse lift me, a I... finger yeah. a little bit. I yeah. don't know. Well, that is one thing that's nice about um, Kura Sushi, hashtag ad, is that um, <laughs> they have that kiosk that you can just um, hit the call button and then the light, it lights up and they know to come over to you. Yeah. And you can also do the self-checkout where you're like, I'm done. And oh, then the you best. scan your check, pay at your table, and you're all done. done. Um, I, I will say I left this out. It can be a little demeaning because at some of the restaurants, the servers have like a little, uh, like a little collar that sends them a shock Stop. whenever you press the button. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little embarrassing for them. It's a little but... embarrassing for them, but um, Hey, they get to your table right away. Oh, I'm sure they, they get there within seconds. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Heather, this was so delightful. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on social media on Instagram at the Heather Brooker and on TikTok and Twitter at uh, Heather Brooker. Also, a brand new season of our podcast is out right now. My family and I host the Brooker Family Podcast. My husband, Chris, my 10 year old daughter, Channing. We talk about all things pop culture and um, give our movie and television recommendations and just have a lot of fun together. So check it out at brookerfamilypodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I love it. Well, this was so pleasant. Uh, it's always a little bit of a crapshoot when I don't, I haven't met the get, guest or I'm not friends with the guest before. So, uh, but this was seamless and wonderful. And uh, you're great. Thank you Thank again. Thank you. For... I can't wait to go to Green Room with you. Let's oh do it. Oh my God. Seriously. 